Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things you believe to be possible, impossible, are in fact very much possible? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, terrifying. We are at the fringes of the map. And there's more than just dragons. Anyway, we have. if you have all of your luggage, we have a limousine waiting for us. Oh. <laughs> Mr. DuPont opens the door for you, the scout group, and whatnot, and all of you pile in as he gets in as well. Your dad looks over to Mr. DuPont. Uh, Sue, so what's the uh, what's the digs like, eh? What do we what do we, what can we expect? You will be staying in. He pauses for a moment, quite unhappy. Hotel Donald. <laughs> 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 we wished to uh, have uh, different names, but the Disney Corporation insisted. <laughs> is it themed? It is indeed themed, yes. Yes. It would be themed after the duck himself, <laughs> Mr. DuPont says. Do the, do the bellboys wear no pants like Donald Duck? Uh, no, the bellboys wear... Uh, is the bad boys wear like a uh, costume to simulate Donald Duck? <laughs> they dress like Donald Duck. Yeah, uh, yes. They got big chicken legs. Yes. I mean, duck legs. <laughs> yes, they have a big. <laughs> Mr. Dupont is very upset. <laughs> what they other have... hotels do you have? We have Hotel Donald. We have Hotel Mickey. We have Hotel Minnie. Is there Hotel Goofy? There is a Hotel Goofy. Yes. Oh, so yes. the four that we have currently. There's also in. Under construction, <laughs> Mr. Dupont, very unhappy. This is also under c- construction, Hotel uh, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing with the outfits on that one. <laughs> the bellboys run around on all fours. <laughs> Did you have any other questions about the park? Would Mickey and Minnie, would the Hotel Mickey and Minnie, would Hotel Mickey and Hotel Minnie be the same hotel? Just some of them have they are. There is a remarkable similarity, yes. <laughs> Obviously, one is uh, there is more than just the bellhop, so there is also the decor to consider, and the decor obviously features Minnie more prominently than Mickey. Does that? No, I don't say that out loud. I'm realizing that if there's a hotel Goofy, I can have a Goofy hat. <laughs> there's a way for me to obtain the hat of Goofy because sure. a lot of people are wearing those hats, 
and they're Absolutely. uniforms. I mean, you could just get one for the tourists, but yeah, you could yeah. also steal one. No, I mean, it's different. Sell them, don't they? No, but like the goofy hat that they would sell would say like goofy on it or have. That, you know when they put no, the that brand is fair. That is fair. They would be different type. Yeah, it'd be what? like a full. Hmm? What hat does Goofy wear? Little green piece of shit. Yeah, you know Goofy. <laughs> goofy, you know Goofy's hat. Hang on. <laughs> but you know, I'm. Is it a cap? No, it's like a sailor's yeah, cap or something. No, no, it's sailor's like a hat? like a. Like a baseball beanie? cap, I think. It is oh, a wait, cap. no, it's not. No, it's like long and, yeah. Oh, weird. It's like a, like a, almost like a chef's hat cross yeah. a top hat or something. Yeah. Cross a beanie. Messed up. That's, That's what a it bizarre is. hat. It's a, yeah, I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. A little green piece of shit. <laughs> a little green piece of shit. That's what it is. Uh, anyway. Some of it looks like a dog's bone because he's a dog. Oh. Uh, I am, if you did not already know, I am Mr. DuPont. He says addressing the entire limousine. I will be... Your contact at Euro Disney during your stay. If you have any issues with the park, if you have any requests, you bring them to me. Obviously, for the full two weeks that you are here, you will be having uh, free access to the park. And we will uh, arrange a uh, pass so that you can uh, visit the attractions for free as well. Your dad leans over and says, oh, don't worry about that. We won't need none of those, eh? (laughs) Dad! Dad, come on. Dad! Oh, a, a bunch of the other kids. Probably Ralph is the only one who doesn't say anything. But yeah, all of the other kids join in with you as well. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe just for one or two days then. God. No, but... <laughs> one or two days. But what if, Dad, what if we go on a big hike and then we come home and we have a roller coaster before bed? Uh, well, I, I, I didn't think we'd be coming back to the hotel much. I thought we'd be doing a lot of camping. Yeah, says. but okay, and then before we leave the hotel, we could go on a roller coaster before we leave, and then that gets us ready, that wakes us up. Yeah, it'd be like coffee. Oh, well, yeah, you always talk about coffee. Your dad looks from the two of you over to your mom. Your mom gives kind of like an imploring look. And he says, oh, all right, then I guess we can spend a little bit of time at the park. But but he reaches over. There's a little box that has pamphlets for the park. Mm -hmm. He plucks one of the pamphlets out. And you see it's a – you would be aware of this. There was a thing a few years ago called New Coke. (laughs) Came and went. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about it, many different directions. Euro Disney is apparently trying its own thing. They could not – no, you would have heard this – from when it, maybe you heard like your mum's half of this conversation with one of the Disney executives, mm-hmm. they couldn't get a Coca Cola license, mm-hmm. so instead they've gone with an independent drink called Glime. Glime. <laughs> it is a green soft drink <laughs> that has a slight glow to it. Cool. Yeah, that your, does look cool. Your dad plucks out a a brochure on Glime. He shows it to the entire limousine and he, he taps it and he says. You can go on the raids if you want, but I don't want any of you drinking this crap, he says. Your dad's also a, a massive fitness. He's a very anti-sugar, generally. Sure. Can I, can I sneakily steal a, 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 along the course of the limo ride, steal one of the pamphlets of Glime? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. That will be a, I'd call that a... Because I've never wanted to drink anything more in my entire life. <laughs> that would be a larceny dexterity check. Ooh, good thing which, I'm <laughs> fairly proficient in larceny. For some reason you have two points in larceny, and then mm. dexterity is I'm a larcen. <laughs> sure. You managed to sneak one of the pamphlets. Absolutely. Lovely. All right. Do you want to surreptitiously read it as well? No, I'll wait. I'll bide my time. Okay, cool. No worries. No worries. Your dad, anyway, your dad continues. Well, I was thinking, uh, uh, he checks his watch. It's probably about maybe 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. as you're driving towards Euro Disney. I was thinking maybe we could go for a little bit of a hike. 
after we get there. Stretch our legs and whatnot, you know? Dad, we've got... I'm walk- so tired. <laughs> <laughs> we've got everything like that is already where we came from. Yeah, and also I want to go see Hotel Donald. Dad, we've got hiking trails at home. Mr. DuPont. There's no <laughs> roller coasters at home. Yes. Is there a pool at Hotel Donald? Mr. Dupont takes a deep breath in. Yes, there is a uh, a hotel. Uh, there is a pool at each of these hotels, uh, shaped in the said character. <laughs> Yay! Dad, they have a pool. There's a pool, Dad. Can we go to the pool? A bunch of the other everyone except Ralph basically joins in. Uh, Hugh, pool. The, pool. Yeah, pool, 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 pool. All right, all right, all right. You can, you can go to the pool. Yes. Yay! The park will have already been closed, right? He turns to Mr. Dupont. Mr. Dupont shakes his head. The park closes at uh, nine p.m. Yay! Oh my God, we can have a nighttime roller coaster. Park, 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 park. Your dad says, "Jesus Christ, nine p.m. That's so late." Okay, okay. If it's all right with your mum. He looks over at Nancy, expecting Nancy to say no. And your mum says, oh, no, actually, I think that would be a good idea. Yay! Yay! I give mum a hug. (laughs) She hugs you back. Good. (laughs) Weird if she didn't. On your drive as well. Mr. DuPont gestures to the man driving the limousine, the the roller. There'd be like a window thing, but it's currently down. He gestures to the person driving and he says, oh, uh, this is also uh, Mr. Mr. Green. Mr. Green here, he is uh, your driver. He shall be if you need to go anywhere other than the park. Please, Mr. Green, introduce yourself. Mr. Green turns around from the front thing. <laughs> you, as you're both 13, you probably don't acknowledge this, but he definitely takes his eyes completely off the road. <laughs> he turns around completely, puts his arm over the over the divider and looks into the back of the limousine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I, well, first off, I speak the language. Your language, he says. Our language, he says. Uh, uh, I'm Mr. Green. He leans over and he shakes anyone's hand who he can reach. Your your mom is real. Your mom is really quick. She's probably the first handshake, and she's really quick. She, you can see, is peering past him to make sure that there's no cars that you're about to hit. You can tell as he leans over. You can tell he's got a big beer belly that his the the uniform that he's wearing is straining against. But in addition to that, he has a very friendly face, and he seems very genuine when he anyone's hand he can shake. He seems very genuine and kind. Yeah, you need to go anywhere, anywhere in the damn country. I can get you there. I can even get you to a few places outside. And he gives you a big wink. Cool. Cool. Mr. DuPont says, please look at the road. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Green turns back and resumes driving the car. Was there any questions before we arrive at the park? What's the best roller coaster? Mr. DuPont thinks about that for a second. I guess the uh, Euro Matterhorn. Euro Matterhorn. You I, get, uh, I have a question. I, yeah. How old are you? <laughs> Nancy shoots you like a like a look. Mr. DuPont says, I am uh, 45. Why do you ask this? I have another question. Yes. Do you have a wife? <laughs> he shows you his wedding ring. Yes, I am married. I have another question. Y- yes. What's your favorite color? Uh, I do not think I have a favorite color. Huh. What? I, I have Mine's not- green. That's nice to hear. Anyway. <laughs> I look at that man strange. How can you pick a wife and not a colour? I I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. 
All right, you eventually reach Euro Disneyland. You drive through. There's a massive, you know, well, I guess this isn't a very, outside of Australia, this doesn't isn't going to make a lot of sense. But you know Luna Park? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You drive through a massive Mickey Mouse open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we drive through it? Yeah, you drive through it. <laughs> it's the, the road goes through the mouth. It is simply massive. It's wide enough for like four buses a piece to fit through. Wow. Big teeth. It's very big teeth. Yeah, there's no fence on either side. It's not like any sort of barrier. It's just the open just mouth. Archway, yeah. You drive through that, and then you see just a absolute sea of car parks. There's, like with most car parks this large, there's interval. There's uh, various signs that show you where you have parked and uh, what to look for, what section, that sort of stuff. Mm. Maybe even you pass a bunch of other... Well, no, there'd probably be a lot of people coming out of the park, but not a lot of people going in. You pass holiday holiday makers and maybe a few locals, whatnot. The limousine drives straight through all of it, not obviously into anyone, but, <laughs> but right up to the gates itself. And then, oh, these there is here. There is a proper wire fence, all the running all the way around the park, and just beyond the wire fence, there is a second wire fence also running the entire length of the park both of them are topped by barbed wire whoa other than the the walls the gate is actually quite nice well it's a you would describe it as garish i guess Mm. guess. but it is otherwise nice it's very colorful it's got all of the disney characters the whole pantheon of different characters standing in various poses kind of like playful sort maybe mickey mouse has got a fire hose that he's dousing goofy with or something like that (laughs) and below it there is the the ticket booths you are let out of the cars and Mr. Green, with like a big wave, drives away. Once again, not looking at the road, drives away in the limousine. Mr. DuPont takes you up to the ticket booths and he chats with the person and you're all let into the park. There, we will get you obviously situated first. Uh, I will lead you to the hotel. Uh, we'll get some people to carry the bags. He snaps his fingers and some people in the ticket booths come out, collect your bags and they take you to Hotel Donald. Uh, do you you pass some of the like park on the way here? It's mostly just like park area with like lots of places where you people can sit down, have picnics, or or even cook. There's probably some gas barbecues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Would you want to stop and do anything, or are you going straight to straight get to settled in first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get settled in. Get us dump our stuff. I want to see what Hotel Donald looks like. Mm. There's a foyer to Hotel Donald. It. <laughs> you see Mr. DuPont winces slightly as you approach. The doorway is, like with the Mickey Mouse, it's a big Donald Duck head. <laughs> it looks so stupid. Yeah. But then beyond it is a proper a, a proper actual building. You walk through the big Donald Duck mouth into the foyer. The foyer has statues of Donald Duck all over the place and standing behind the counter. You can see... Sure enough, people wearing giant Donald Duck costumes. <laughs> oh, God. I like it. I want it to be on record that I'm having a nice time. All right, that's good. This I'm is good. Uh, yeah, I am excited to hear these people speak. Mr. DuPont is the one who speaks to the to the hotel staff. He explains what's going on. If you want, oh, where would you, There's you're in the foyer area now. You've got a little while while Mr. DuPont sorts everything out. There's a seating area off to your right. There's the elevators off to your left. And there's probably signs written in, they'd be written in French and English. You can see like kitchen area or I guess they wouldn't call it kitchen area. They'd call it like uh, food and pool. Let's go oh, check out pool. the pool. 
As you wander off to the pool, your mum spots where you're going and she calls out, Make sure you're safe! Always am! Give me Lucas, she says. (laughs) (laughs) She takes Lucas off you. Great. What are you doing with Pepper? Do you want to take Pepper with you? Yeah, let's bring Pep. Yeah, Come on, Pep. You can see there are signs that say that she's allowed to wander in the pool area. Pepper is allowed in here, says the sign. That's gross. That's unhygienic, but yeah, I like it. Festy. You take Pepper and uh, oh, the hmm, who's coming with? Squirrel is not coming with because he doesn't want to go with you, Colby. But Hugh, Ralph, and Harry are probably going to come with. That's smart of Squirrel. He would have he would have been in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. This would have been funny to be like donk <laughs> splash, and then he's a wet idiot. Are you going to go change out of your wet clothes? (laughs) Can I try and convince Squirrel to come because we're best friends? You can make a... Come on, come to the pool. Uh, One success. Probably not enough, actually. Squirrel is very scared. Yeah. I I don't want to go. He says, I... I, I, uh, uh, Your sister's a a maniac. (laughs) (laughs) She's harmless. It's fine. Look, I'm. If you want to sit down over by the goo- the Donalds, I mean, <laughs> the Donalds. There's no, yeah, in the seating the area. There's a bunch of Donald Duck statues. I want to go to the pool. All right, all right, you go. I'll stay here. Fine. Well, I guess because of that conversation, Colby, you are with Harry, Ralph, and Hugh. <laughs> Hugh immediately, as you're walking down the corridor towards the towards the pool area, Hugh, you can see he's taken out his lighter again and he's flip 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 flip, flip playing with it. He ducks into one of the toilets, and you you know it's not to go to the toilet. Would you like to do anything about that? No. All right, cool. You arrive at the pool. There's a... Oh, you... you do you have Colby? Uh, no, sorry. Do you have Pepper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a fenced-off area, and there's a sign saying that Pepper is not allowed in the pool, but is allowed in the area around the pool. There's a big... It's a grass, partially grassy, partially concreted area. There's lawn chairs set out all over the place. A lot of other holiday makers are here of various ages, adults and children. And you can hear splashing and laughing in the pool itself. Part of the pool, there's a separate section, which is shaped like Donald Duck's head. Yes. Which is, you know how a pool will have like a small spa attached to it? Uh-huh. Yeah. That is, yeah, the Donald Duck head is a small spa. There is water coming out of Donald Duck's mouth into the pool. A bunch of the kids are playing around that. They're climbing up into the spa, forcing themselves into the hole, and then slipping out into the pool. <laughs> Definitely does not look safe. Well, that looks fun. If anything. Okay, cool. cool. I'll, we'll head in. Um, yeah, I want to go up to the spa. I want to check out that it's part, hole. It's past, it's past the fenced area, so Pepper is not allowed in, but you don't see any staff here right now. Well, I've read the sign, so if I were a dog, I'm not going in, and Pepper's read the sign, so if she wants to obey it, that's up to her. So you're taking Pepper into the fenced off Pepper's area? taking herself. <laughs> All right, I don't even know why you're justifying it. Like, <laughs> like no one, you, you're going to tell that to a security guard, they're going to believe you? Anyway, you go into the fenced area with Pepper. Obviously, neither Harry nor Ralph are going to are going to call you out on that. Ralph, you can see, is, uh, no, actually Ralph and Harry are having a conversation about maybe trying to have a competition swimming laps up and down. You 
walk over to the spa area. There's a couple of adults sitting in the spa area. One of them turns to you as you approach with Pepper and says, Honey, you're not allowed to have a dog in here. I look at them like I can't speak English. Huh? Dog, she says, pointing to the dog. Not allowed. I gesture like, yeah, you can pat the dog. No, honey, you're not allowed. All right, that's going to be, I'm going to call that subterfuge presence, I guess. I Uh, keep doing big smiles at the person like, wow, we're friends. Two for presence. You have nothing in subterfuge. So that's a negative one to the roll, which was just one dice. But then you get a negative two for lying to an adult. So it's a chance die. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people sing you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay. The adult looks at you, and you can see quite clearly, you could tell they know. They know you speak English. They know you understand. You're not fooling them. Honey, the dog is not allowed in this area. What are you going to do? <laughs> you say that? Yeah. You're a brave 13-year-old. Fucking hell, yeah. You... I'm on holiday. When you're on holiday, you can't get in trouble. Untouchable. Yeah. All right. Is this kind of an intimidation attempt? Is that what you're trying? I'm not trying to intimidate them. I'm asking, what are you going to do? Well, if you say it like that, this person stands up out of the spa area and says, I'm going to get someone to tell you. Idiot, that means you're leaving. And I'm here with the dog. (laughs) She walks away then. All right, what are you doing? Oh, no, mum's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I run. I'm back. (laughs) Where are you? I fear no man. Where are you? I fear mum. Where are you running to? Back into the foyer. <laughs> okay. You run all the way back into the foyer. Yep. All right. Let's see how good this person is. Because you've pissed them off. They're absolutely going to try and track you down now. Oh, you're in trouble. All right. This is this is something you're going to have to deal with later. So <laughs> you heading back to the foyer, yep. pass Wilbur on your way out. Wilbur, you see Colby coming back in with Pepper. I just assume that you've done something stupid and I'm going to continue to the pool to hang out with my scout boys. And also, whilst I'm walking, I want to read my Glime brochure now that I have a minute to myself. 
despite the fact that you you open the Glime brochure and you do not get past the first sentence before you see coming out of the men's bathroom just underneath the door smoke. <laughs> I go, God damn it, and I run into the bathroom to check it out. You run into the bathroom. You can see that... Why did you bring him? Hugh has stuffed as much toilet paper as he can into one of the bins and has set it on fire. He loves a burning bin. I say, Hugh, what are you doing? It's, it's fine. The fire alarm hasn't gone off. What the... Win, 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 win. As soon as he says that... The sprinklers go off. Oh, God. Oh, so does the fire look like it's going to be put out by the sprinklers? Yeah, the fire, you can see it's pretty contained. Both of you, everyone inside is immediately drenched. Pepper starts barking and howling. She doesn't like the noise. Oh, I try and comfort Pepper. I give okay. her lots of pats and, like, hold her ears so that she doesn't hear it so much. Animal can presence, so that's just one dice. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, Pepper's just not really. Oh, I give you actually a circumstantial plus one bonus because obviously Pepper sees you as friendly as family. Uh, still, yeah, no, Pepper's really distressed by the siren. <laughs> she starts barking at the ceiling. So <laughs> that's what you're doing, Colby. Wilbur, what do you want to do so with you? Hugh, Hugh's not wearing a scout uniform, is he? No. If you hesitate, Hugh pushes past you and he says, Make way! (laughs) (laughs) And he's just running away? He's just running, yeah. I also, I don't run, but I casually walk out and I'm trying to keep my cool. Hugh runs towards the front where your parents are. Mm -hmm. Are you following him or going the other way? I'm going to run back to the the foyer. All right, so you're heading back with him? Yeah. All right. So, well, Hugh gets there first. Well, Hugh passes you as well. Colby, as he passes you, he, as he kind of, he doesn't mean to, but he bumps into you a little bit, and he looks over and says, "Ah, oh, sorry, I got, I gotta go, I gotta go." He keeps he keeps muscling his way as best as he can to the foyer. That guy's getting punched later. He's made my dog cry, and he's hurt me. <laughs> I, a few moments later, obviously, all of you reconvene in mm-hmm. the foyer. As well, actually, people, in, yeah, no, people in Donald Duck costumes are leading everyone out of the building. <laughs> I I go. What is going on? <laughs> Who do you do you say that to anyone in particular? I just sort of say it out loud. <laughs> okay, so just anyone who might overhear. I guess actually, actually no. This would be technically a roll on your parents' part. Your dad. Oh wow, your dad uncharacteristically observant. Your mum. also very observant. Both of them are looking at the two of you and Hugh. Who are of uh, you? Who came with you? Obviously, mm-hmm. and you can see all the two of your both of your parents are doing quick mental calculations on what has gone down, and neither none of you are fooling them. <laughs> they they don't say anything, but they well they don't say anything. That's the best we can hope for right mm. now. The building is evacuated. At a certain point, firefighters who you can see the firefighters have on their lapel, they have Mickey Mouse, that the three logo thing. Quite obviously, they're firefighters specific to Euro Disney here. Mm-hmm. Come in and they check to make sure that the place is safe. They come out and it takes about it's about maybe eight p.m. before everyone is allowed back into the building. Oh, wow. You can see the firefighters come out with the smoking bin that Mm. caused this. When they do that, Nancy, your mum and dad, both look at Hugh, who looks back at them and just gives, like, a big, unconvincing shrug. Oh, that kid's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) He kept us out of the Donald Duck Hotel. He did, yeah. Hotel Donald. 
Everyone makes their way slowly back in. At this point, Mr. DuPont has figured out your accommodations. Mm -hmm. And by the time that everyone is unpacked and in the room, it's 9 p.m. and most of the park is closed down for the night. Which rooms are you staying in? It'd be your parents in their own room and then all of you in a separate room. Cool. A kid's room. Yeah, Pepper would be staying with your parents, as would Lucas, obviously. But yeah, all of you kids are in your own room. It's good that the dog is kept away from us. That would have been a mischief hound. Mm. Um, I want to try and sneakily read that Glime brochure. I want to. I want to know about Glime. Wilbur, you crack open the Glime brochure, oh, and while well, on the front page of the Glime brochure, mm. you can see a. It's a picture of like an alien landscape. And sticking out of it are two fresh, inviting-looking cans of mm. glime. <laughs> the container itself is the the can itself is a very simple design. It just it's a green color with a white band that says glime written wrapped around it. Yep. And then both of the cans have been over so subtly cracked open and you can see a single it's a very similar green to the green on the can but slightly darker dark enough or different enough that you can see it distinct against the can mm. as it in the picture dribbles down the side oh of the can God, yeah. in a in a space landscape behind it saying mm. try the taste of a new world i will <laughs> i will you crack it open and it says in big bold letters up the top limited edition Europe's taste just got better. (laughs) So much better, you won't believe it. We're rushing to bring you the greatest drink you've ever had. Oh, my God. Get set for a surprise. And set has a little rocket ship next to it in the Mm -hmm. text. It's glime. All glime. But a giant step for all mankind. (laughs) (laughs) Better tasting, smoother feeling, more refreshing, more inviting. New Glime will soon be dressed in its brand new best. Meanwhile, look for cans and bottles marked Glime. That's it. <laughs> that's it is is written on the on the brochure. That, that's not me saying it. That's it there. is the okay. last text that's that you it. see. In the inside of the brochure, it's pictures of you can see people happy looking faces smiling back at you holding cans of glime mm-hmm. either drinking or just kind of obviously enjoying the drink itself yeah on the back there's just like another picture maybe of a, a spaceship in the background and in the front is a astronaut with their helmet off enjoying a can of glime <laughs> uh, if it's good enough for astronauts it's good enough for me yeah 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 god i want some glime <laughs> god i'm thirsty for glime as you as you're doing that, as you're reading it, I'm also licking my lips as I'm reading. <laughs> as you're licking your lips and reading it, I'd say Harry Rickards, the sporty kid, leans over your shoulder and says, "Yo, what's going on there? Have you heard of Glime? Nah. Look at this. Isn't that the stuff your dad said not to drink? Yeah, but what does he know? He's a dork." I said that trying to get the same laugh as I as I got last time. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> I, I know what works, you know. I'll make that a to try and pull this joke off. I'll make that a socialize 
presence roll, which unfortunately is only one die for you. Oh, I'm no. going to let you know really quickly. This mm. is something I didn't explain properly, or I explained it when we first made our characters, but it's been a little while since then. Mm. So both of you have a, a stat called willpower. Yeah. Willpower mm. measures your characters, kind of like what focus that yeah. you have. So mine would be willpower. Yours would be Colby power. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> Oh, my God. Both of you were desperately <laughs> stumbling over each other, waiting for a brief moment in between when I was talking mm-hmm. to leap in. Yep. Willpower and coal power, yeah. Sure, yeah. You have willpower and coal power. Yeah. You, your willpower is three, whereas mm. your coal power <laughs> is five. Oh. Now, you spend a point of will or coal power to... To knuckle down and focus on a roll. Yep. It gives you a plus three to any roll. Three dice, yes. Yeah, pl- cool. extra three dice. Or, alternatively, you can use it in some situations where you just need a lot of endurance. So if you're about to be knocked out, you can spend willpower to not be knocked out, basically. Okay. That sort of stuff. There's a few other very specific instances where it's useful. I'll let you know if such things come up. Mm-hmm. Now, you can, if you want, spend a point of willpower to make this one die roll a four dice roll but willpower is slow to recover you get one point back every time you sleep or you can get it back by indulging in your virtue or vice so if you indulge <laughs> what kind of vice does a 13 year old have oh, well we've got yeah we've gone through them so colby yours are your virtue is calm yep. your vice is brash yeah that's right and wilbur your virtue is My virtue is creative. And your vice is? Irresponsible. So if you indulge in your virtue, to your detriment, it needs to be... It needs to hurt you somehow. Mm -hmm. If you indulge in your virtue, you get all of your willpower back. So it's really good. And if you indulge in your vice, you get one point back. Mm. So it's a little less powerful, but vices are assumed to be a little easier. Cool. And also there's some rules about how often you can do it. And you can indulge in your vice more often than in your virtue, basically. Cool. If you run out of willpower, Mm -hmm. it just means that your character is emotionally exhausted and you need to indulge in your vice at the next opportunity. Right. Okay. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. So would you like to spend a point of willpower? You have three. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three successes. Great job. (laughs) Oh, no. Harry doubles over laughing. It's big, heavy belly laughs. He, the, way, the way that you delivered it, maybe you waited for a beat, you turned around, and you gave it to him in the exact manner at that exact moment that he needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. He, maybe some eyebrow action or something. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to make a note. He thinks that he, you can see he's having like a great time hanging out with you right now. Oh, maybe we're not so neutral after all. <laughs> Colby. What would you like to be doing while this is happening? What's Hugh doing? <laughs> Hugh's standing in the kitchen, turning the oven on and off. <laughs> uh, I would like to. It's an electric oven. He's quite clearly confused. Yeah. I would like to corky the child. <laughs> All right. I think in Europe they call it a Charlie horse, or is that American? What do they call it in Europe? Don't they call it a, uh, uh, a, dead a leg, maybe? corky with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that would be brawl plus your strength which is seven dice i'm not going to subtract his defense actually all right i'll give you an option here if you want you can try to make a stealth dexterity check to approach him without him noticing and then he doesn't get his defense would you like to try that 
Or yes. do you want him to see it coming? Oh, I don't want him to see it coming, but I want it to hurt more. Okay. You're, yeah, you're successful. He's too busy trying to figure out why there's no fire on this stove. You, what's a corky? Is that in the leg? Yeah. 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 So when you get, when you punch someone in the thigh with like your, your knuckles, knuckles out. Hand, so it's bang. Sure. And you go, ooh. And then it makes your leg feel all weird. You kind of hit him, unfortunately you hit him at a weird angle and mm. it hurts. You can see he, <laughs> he, he grabs at his leg, but you you can tell, you can tell, you know when you hit, maybe you don't know this, you know when you hit something or someone and you're like, oh, I didn't, I the angle was wrong, I didn't give my proper force, I know I could have done better. Okay, you flubbed you, it. Yeah, you kind of flubbed it, but you quite, you definitely did still hit him and he grabs his leg in pain and, and kind of goes lopsided on it. That's all right, I'll try again. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to roll initiative. <laughs> Is that a roll for initiative? Yeah. Okay, we're in. We're doing it. Our first battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get to go first. You're going to just swing again, are you? Other leg, yeah. Other, Other leg. leg? Yes. Even him out. Fair enough. You swing at his other leg. You get him in the other leg. Good. Ah, he cries out in pain again. I'm gonna. <laughs> he gets one turn, then everyone else in the room kind of works out what's happening. Should piss off the fire bug. Yeah, he uh, he tries to light your hair on fire. <laughs> He's only gonna get one die to this. Uh huh. <laughs> that is a ten out of ten. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> he got two successes. Colby, he shoves you in the chest, and you don't even realize what's about to happen until it's happening. But when you when you're shoved in the chest, your your eye line kind of goes up for a brief second, and when it comes back down, you could tell that his arm's next to you, but you thought he was just going to grab you. You realize he has the lighter in his hand. You take you take one point of lethal damage. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the hair, well if, if you got product in your hair, because if... No. Hair, normal hair just sort of singes. So you just really kind of... Yeah, I think you just come, came off a flight. I don't think you have any product in your hair. I'm going to say you take just a point of bashing damage. It's not a lot of damage. It's just a tiny little fire that just lights some of your hair. So now everyone's in the fight. So Colby, you get to go first. You're still going first. You rolled quite high for your mm-hmm. initiative. So your your hair is on fire. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. 
I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>